Do you like to dine out, but you're on a very tight budget? Then the Dining on a Dime podcast is what you want to listen to. Now, here are the guys who are going to show you how to do this. Kevin Wilson and John Cole. Welcome, everyone, to the greatest podcast in the history of our great sport. My name's Kevin Wilson, along with... Jay Cole. Along with... Jim Pappas. Along with... Jim Hassan. And our special guest this week, we have... Casey and Ray Lowe, author Ray Lowe, and we're going to dig deep, and if you guys have a friend or a relative who, you know, needs to get out of the house and meet new people, we're going to teach you how to do that. Uh, we're going to start off our show by um, just an announcement. Uh, if you guys, the first person that calls 856, I want you all to write this down, 856-457-8660. I have concert tickets. It's a uh, it's a cover band that will be doing all rock, and it's lo- it's going to be at the TLA at Third and South. It's going to be on July twentieth, two thousand nineteen. This show is so popular, Ray, that we were given two tickets to give out. TLA July twentieth cover band doing all rock songs. Stop talking and answer the phone. Just <laughs> There's already eighty callers and he's still chatting. So you will get two tickets. Let me give you a warning. I saw a cover band that was doing rock and they they started out with "Do you remember when we used to dance?" and then it was all downhill. <laughs> so so uh, we're gonna start off our show. I don't know if you guys have read. I've been given emails from Vladimir. Mir Putin, all the world leaders, the Queen has sent us an email to the Dining on the Dime page to talk about the huge success of the Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure. James Pappas is the proprietor of that page. It's on Facebook and YouTube. No offense, Jim. We had a couple sponsored by Lipitor. <laughs> but we had we had our friend of the show, Philly Grubb, put you on her uh, you know, interviewed you or put you had your uh, writings on there. Philadelphia Inquirer picked it up, and uh, Jim is on fire. She had seven thousand views in twenty-four hours of the of the of her blog, uh, my blog, Ray. That's connected to this show. We had five people, <laughs> so Jim has increased our. <laughs> well, that's because I'd like to think our listeners and followers are a little bit more discerning. Yeah, I can eat a cheesesteak too. That's not a gimmick. That's morbid obesity. What are you doing? Now, we did have a, a, a we had a listener email Ray that told us that we are. Helping fat people get fatter at a lower price. So I just want to tell you. All right, let's that's talk. That's a service. Yeah, that's a service. As long as we're healthy. As long as I can write it off on my taxes, I'm all right. Uh, Jim Pappas, I want you to talk about the experience. You're a huge star. I have emails from uh, world leaders talking about you. Uh, talk about the uh, Philadelphia cheesesteak adventure. Yes, it's been uh, it's been a whirlwind. Okay, uh, thanks, Jim. Now back to. <laughs> <laughs> as I say, I, we're out of order. We're right? out of order. I, no, I, no. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. The um, yeah, it's been great. Uh, Marilyn uh, posted my top twenty list. Uh, she Marilyn actually contacted me months ago and said anytime I wanted to do a, a spot, so I waited to have my top twenty list. She uh, ran with it. Um, luckily, she fixed some of my grammar and <laughs> punctuation, so it was, it was readable. And then yeah, luckily uh, Philadelphia Inquirer. You were, you wrote it in crayon, right? <laughs> No, it was just cheesesteak grease in his finger. <laughs> it was lipstick, but that's okay. <laughs> the, uh, the Inquirer ran with it, and then uh, actually Channel uh, 6 did a little blurb, so it's been a little crazy. Um, I think I'm finally caught up with uh, returning uh, messages and responses and getting addresses to mail shirts out because... Uh, I did mention in the uh, the inquire, or I I mentioned on my website. I, anybody, I, I will give away T-shirts for cheesesteak knowledge. Tell me where a good cheesesteak is, and I will gladly mail you a T-shirt. I admit, uh, if I ask you for your address, it is to mail you a T-shirt. It's like an episode of Black Mirror. You get in the Uber, and all of a sudden, the next thing you know, here's a shirt. Where do you live? With a a rabbit in it, right? Right. www.thephiladelphiacheesesteakadventure.com. Right. The YouTube channel, uh, Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure, Instagram, Cheesesteak Adventure. 
Uh, I pretty much, I, I learned three words and I learned how to spell them correctly and I just ran with them. I put them together <laughs> as best I could. And uh, it seems to work. It's, it's, it's hard when you have to uh, keep typing it over and over again. But um, yeah, Philadelphia up. She's like adventure. Uh, Maryland got 7,000 hits. My YouTube channel, yeah, went from, I think, seven of my closest relatives to, uh, I think I'm up to 28 or 30. Wow, now. that's good, though. <laughs> yeah, strange. And your Cheesesteak Adventure Facebook page, didn't it go double? I think you doubled your followers or not? Yeah, it's at 11 two. now. It's double digits. It's <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> it's yeah, at 400 well, I, and something. I remember when you first came on, it was 200. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, so very it's nice. doubled yeah. that. And yeah. I don't have 400 relatives. So, yeah, so, it's, so, it's, <laughs> so that is new people. <laughs> So it's going good. It's funny. It's uh, interesting comments when you put a list together of what people, uh, how people read into your oh. list and what they say. So uh, it's been a lot of fun, that, that side of it also. Now we have author Ray Lowe and KC here. Uh, Breaking the Rules uh, is on rtvn.com. Uh, RVN. com. And I would just want to uh, let you guys know, Jim, a uh, special thing Jim does is he puts fresh vegetables on the cheesesteak. So he's getting a lot of criticism for that, but Jim does it. Yeah, so knock that off. No, Jim does it so <laughs> people can I see the, the freshness. I, today, I might never do it again. Right, he does it so <laughs> people can see the freshness of the cheesesteak place, and he got a lot of people saying, "No, it's not a real cheese." It's because he wants you to see how fresh the food is at that location. Well, I'll tell you right now, he's going to be called into church on on Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday, 6.30. Tony Luke, Sicklerville, New Jersey. Tony would like a word with you about all the stuff you're putting on cheesesteak. <laughs> he didn't seem particularly happy. He just said... Bring me Pappas and the other one. <laughs> so, Hassan, you might have to help him out. But Tony would like a word with you. About I want a word with him because I, they got my order wrong when I went to Tony. Uh -oh. I was very upset. I had just gotten my new business cards. I was feeling all official and journalistic, and I went in there. And they threw out. Yeah, they, they wouldn't wait on me, and I finally got it, and my order was wrong. I was, I, uh, all right, they well, lost 30 points for disrespecting but, my journalistic integrity. But, but, <laughs> what? Is what? <laughs> but real quick, we want to talk about uh, them, and then we'll go to John. John no has a big enough... No one wants to talk about them. John has There's a... two guys named Jim. The one guy cooks <laughs> at a place I started talking about five years ago, <laughs> Grub House. And then this guy's had five minutes of fame. But People want to hear from the luckiest man in the world. Yeah, no, hold on. Let me... Uh, just, uh, just so you guys know, there is a battle between Jim number one and Jim number two. Uh, both Jim the Hassan. WrestleMania music, Taylor. <laughs> Jim, Jim, Jim Hassan is uh, the grill master at Grubhouse Philly inside the Bourse building. Uh, him and Jim Pappas have a little bit of a feud uh, going on. Uh, Jim number one and Jim number two. For the sake of this episode, we're going to... Jim number three thinks they're adorable. <laughs> and they think it's funny that they think he can cook. So Jim number one and Jim number two are having a contest. Talk about that, Jim Pappas. I know this what? is a podcast, but uh, I just, it's been known that I've been known to have rest stop good looks. And you can't really see them. <laughs> <laughs> but talk about your battle. Well, it's not really a battle. I mean, when you're, when you're Jim... I'm Jim one. <laughs> just to make this be clear, actually, I came up with a good wrestling. Prove name for that myself. I'm at the kids' table. Today. <laughs> exactly. You know, That's most listeners think Kevin is in a room by himself doing all these voices. Yes, right? yes. they really do. They think nobody's in here. What a sad man in his two room flat. So we're going to have you guys talk about your battle. We're going to go to John Cole, and then we're going to talk about Ray Love. Well, That's the third time you changed the order. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so just I sit can't. there and look pretty, Kevin. We're talking. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, Kevin and John were gracious enough a couple months ago to invite me on. So I came on, and we were. We were talking and talking about cheesesteaks, having a good old time, and then all of a sudden, we, I, make, I come in one week and there's a, another gym in the studio. <laughs> so of course, I'm thinking, well, geez, when I came on, the rating must have gone through the roof. And he, Kevin figured if he gets another gym, well, then he'll go even higher. Makes Made sense perfect. to me. Exactly right. It's a really logical, <laughs> easy to follow steps. So, um, being that I am the original gym, gym one, first gym, I don't know. There's a whole lot of different types. Older we could gym. probably older gym. Old, older, <laughs> handsome, more handsome, wiser, Jim. So many different titles. Higher <laughs> cholesterol count, Jim. Man. Uh, probably we could, not true. We, yeah. could spend, we could spend a whole show just talking about my titles. But, <laughs> but so, yeah, so we need to do something about this this gym situation, this gym 2 situation. It's like Highlander. I don't know if you've ever seen Highlander. but There can only be one. There can only be one, and we're going to loser changes gonna his kill name each other dog. with uh, cholesterol there's a battle. instead of cutting our heads off. <laughs> There's right. a battle scheduled at John's Roast Pool. So what we're going to do is we're going to try and take it to a theme where it's going to have, but we're going to uh, 
mini contest, uh, starting with who can judge a cheesesteak better. And I'm kind of based on the theme of that there's the superior gym and, and another gym. Oh, <laughs> we're no. going to we're going we're going to try and find uh, well-known cheesesteak places, and then find a lesser-known place nearby that could be maybe possibly as an equal to the original, better-known, better-looking, smarter, more handsome one. Um, I mean cheesesteaks. So you're, you're giving <laughs> you're giving off brands a chance right. to get shined. And I'm, I guess I'm the off brand here, but uh, we want to avoid. And I, I talked about this with uh, Kevin. Uh, we want to avoid the the Tom and Jerry years when Tom and Jerry were friends. <laughs> They were, they were terrible episodes. They were the worst Tom and Jerry. Episodes. We kind of want to keep the rivalry going. And That's that, awesome. Yeah. So we I, listen. I can I can be your friend as I trounce you in these competitions. <laughs> I have no. I, 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 as long as you pick that's me one up of my, after. Yeah. Exactly. It's one of my titles. The compassionate. The, the compassionate Jim. The compassionate. <laughs> but conquistador. Jim, just tell the listeners because there's a lot of people listening because of you today. Uh, tell them where they can find the blog. What about the Inquirer article? I, I, right. I'm gonna put it on my. I'll have it on my website. I haven't gotten the Inquirer on there yet, but I got the uh, Channel Six on there. But we'll have our own. We'll have our own page within. Uh, I think your mom has it on her refrigerator right now. <laughs> <laughs> Along with this drawing of a cheesesteak. <laughs> since Ray, I'm so proud of him. Since Gacy's here, I won't even go down the mom road. You did that last time. <laughs> <laughs> and yesterday morning, but that's a different story. But, <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, yeah, it'll be on the website. Uh, we'll put it on all the social medias. We'll put it on the Facebook. Uh, the usual suspects. It, we we actually did. Uh, we were at T two. We did a little practice uh, practice bout. And T um, two owned by Donato Marino from Small Bites Radio on uh, Wildfire Radio. Exactly. That's why I was surprised that uh, J two was able to cook today. Being he was on crutches earlier after <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was quite the experience. Yeah. So we'll get back to you guys, but that, that's the best place no, to go, we won't. is we'll to fill up the cheesesteak adventure. <laughs> the, the usual suspect is going to be on the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and then ultimately end up on uh, filled up your cheesesteak adventure. I'll add a page, J1 versus J2. Or and that's J1 at John's Crown Roast Pork. Have you guys come up with a date? The first, uh, did, the first did they clear this thing. at John's Roast Pork, yeah, or are they the just going to show nah, up? they're just going to show and get thrown out. We're going to sneak in, get them, and go go, go, go <laughs> to the alley. The same thing that happened to Tony Luke, so it'd be like, show them the door. Is there a date for that, though? Or Every no, Wednesday, we're just going to show up, and we're going to go take them over. To, we're we're going to open up a 2300 arena. And go All in right, there, there you get go. Get some metal chairs out. Now, John Cole has a big announcement about Tony Luke's. Go ahead, John. I mentioned a couple minutes ago, uh, Tony Luke has worked for a while on something called the Tony Luke's at Home Experience. Uh, people leave Philadelphia. They leave the area. Um, years and years this has been going on. People move to Arizona, North Carolina, Florida, and they miss cheesesteaks. Most people are not driving eight or nine hours back. Most people are not going to pay five, six hundred bucks to have somebody fly a cheesesteak <laughs> overnight to them or something. Um so Tony went to work with a variety of like food specialists, scientists, whatever, and they figured out a way to get a cheesesteak into people's hands next day. Easy cooking instructions that, you know, if you can read and follow instructions, you have some kind of oven in your house, you're good. So Wednesday, this Wednesday, which is June, what, 12th? Yes. I think Wednesday, June 12th, 6.30 p.m., we've brought over some of the area's most well-known, you know, food personalities, uh, blogger personalities, podcast personalities, uh, and Jim. And and, uh, uh, Tony's going to put all that stuff out there. I mean, there'll be other stuff, past plates, and the usual sort of uh, party fare, but this will be watching Tony. Uh, possibly may throw something together from the boxes. Okay. And, uh, you know, let you see that, yeah, you can get a Tony Luke's cheesesteak experience at your house. Wow. It's about as close as you're going to get unless you're going to leave your house and go down to Cross Keys Road in Sicklerville or one of the other Tony Luke's locations. I mean, as Tony Luke's is spreading nationwide, they can't match... They can't spread physical stores as fast as they have the desire for people to eat cheesesteak. Yeah. Tony lands in Texas. 
he's already in Houston. They're in, I guess, Austin. It's like the city of Austin had never seen a cheesesteak before. <laughs> so, spoiler alert, someday there'll be Tony Luke's in Austin. <laughs> um, Tony visits these places, and uh, Tony was doing stand-up in Pittsburgh, opening for Craig Shoemaker. That went really well. A few people in Pittsburgh know about cheesesteaks, but not really. Right. Uh, spoiler alert, someday don't be surprised if there's a Tony Luke's in, in, in Pittsburgh. Until then... Tony Luke's at home. You can go to their website, TonyLukes.com, read about it. Um, It's a reasonable alternative. Or, you know, if you live somewhere far away, I love road trips. I'm I'm fine getting on 95, (laughs) driving five, six, seven hours. Um, There are restaurants in Myrtle Beach you see me all the time. There's restaurants in Florida that see me all the time. I've road tripped down to Martiranos in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Um, Not everyone's going to do that, but... I'd lo- we'd love to see, you know, the food writers. We've invited a ton of them down there. And uh, I think people will be pleasantly surprised. I yeah. think a lot of people are under the impression, uh, you know, aren't these just like, you know, popping fresh, you throw them in the oven. or No. Yeah. They've worked to get the bread right. They've worked to get the cheese and the meat right. There's pretty streamlined instructions on how to get it. And no, um, Tony is the first person that will be tell people this. Um, so I'll follow up with a second. Obviously... The best way you're going to get a Tony Luke's cheesesteak is to go to a Tony Luke's store. Right. But, you know, even though they have like 27 stores, whatever, it's 50 states. I mean, yeah. they, have st- they have stores in the Pentagon, stores in B- Dubai. They're trying to put them up as fast as they can. They got a ton of them going into New York. Uh, first one opened in Brooklyn, New York, um, Flatbush Avenue. Uh, the line ran the entire length of a city block. Yeah. For people mm. that don't live in the New York area, a city block is long. And it's not like in Philly where, oh, I walked 18 blocks today. Yeah, sure, of course you did. That took 20 minutes. Um, city blocks are long in New York City. Um, and they, you know, they, they're filling that place up quite a bit. And this is Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. At the, the Tony Luke's. In Sicklerville on Cross Keys Road in Sicklerville. That's beautiful. Parking isn't a problem. I've let a lot of the blog people know, especially people coming from the Philly area. Everybody parking is always a nightmare. No, parking is fine. It's in a, uh, it's in a strip mall. So there will be a ton of parking, especially 6, 6.30 at night. That's fantastic. And, our next guest, our special guest. Well, thank you. You know, I've gained 20 pounds since I've been here. Been <laughs> you guys talk about food like you just never stop eating. Yeah, right. That's almost I'd true. Say that's fairly <laughs> accurate, sir. <laughs> I, I, need, I need that cheesecake, though. My wife and I don't work anymore, but we used to work all the time. We'd get home. What do you want to eat? And you got to get up and get dressed, go yeah. out again. And the know? Tony Luke's at-home cheesesteak would be perfect. So I'm excited about this. Yeah. So and you guys missed a really good event. We loved it. Okay. Uh, I was there. We had... <laughs> I know. I saw it on, I saw it on social media. We and this is our, author Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world. world. .com. Go yeah, ahead, and you have to put the the up front. The There's luckiest only guy one. in the world, yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, we brought a group of people together that are friends, many of them who we've seen uh, uh, a couple weeks ago and many of them we haven't seen for a long, long time. And we all got up and we had a chance to talk about what we were doing. And as a result of this, we're going to do some exciting things. So uh, one of the first people up is uh, an old friend of mine. His name is John Spatilla. John used to be my attorney. He then went into Bill Clinton's White House. He, oh, wow. He went to college with Bill, <laughs> Bill Clinton twice. And so he's down there for eight years. And then he ran a Fortune 1000 company for a number of years. And now he's saving pandas in China. So we're all going to do a panda trip. We're going to go over, and IMAX just made a movie of his adventure. Yeah, It's called Pandas, and it's out there. And his brother Jim was there, too. And uh, Jim is a full professor at Drexel University. He studies sea turtles. Now, you would think, who wants to study sea turtles? <laughs> but these things are the size of this table. They're uh, five, six feet long. They weigh 800 to 2,000 pounds. You know, that and they're down, a lot in, of people. They're, they're down at Costa Rica, and I was going to invite you, but you'd want to turn them into cheesesteaks. <laughs> Make a special cheese turtle sauce for my cheesesteaks. They'd, they'd be a little, home. Be a little <laughs> crunchy or something like that. And we had a third young lady over here, somebody that we met long, uh, not too long ago, Laurel, and uh, she's a former uh, CNN uh, reporter and a Fox News reporter, and she did a trip to Israel because her mother made her do it. Okay, and found this underground bullet factory. 
and decided to make a movie out of it. That was out of the heck of it. Yeah. And she gathered all of the resources together, and uh, they had a time constraint because these people were in their 80s, and four out of the 10 left have since died. Okay. Wow. So this was the kind of stuff that we uh, we talked about. And Casey Dempster, who is here, was one of our stars, too, because <laughs> one of the problems that we have is how do we stay on top of this as we get older? And Casey, tell them what you did and how people can cash in on this. Well, um, w- one of the things that we talk about both on uh, breaking the rules and in talking with everybody is that uh, change is inevitable. But a lot of people hate it, and they yeah. fight it, and it scares them. So uh, we've come up with a process that we call a 90-day um, planning process that um, helps you to break it down into a 90-day period rather than thinking about a five-year plan or a 10-year plan. And so you kind of have your you kind of have a goal that's out there, but you only have to work at it 90 days at a time. Okay. So it's less overwhelming, and um, and at the end of the 90 days, you can say, well what worked and what didn't work and you can either build on what you finished and go to the next steps or you can say well that didn't work but i think i also want to like change my direction a little bit so it's it's really a great process so that's what we we did with the people there and ray i want you to tell the listeners how your college roommate talk about that story i thought that was a great story oh this was uh steve fisher talking about well steve was on the swim team with me at penn years okay. ago and he was our diver he he picked up enough points so that we won occasionally it was, it was a nice <laughs> thing you know and uh when we started when we got out of college we saw him every weekend you know i was in his wedding he was in my wedding and then over a period of time he lived in uh the the pennsylvania suburbs we moved to new jersey we didn't see him for 20 30 years and uh i found him recently and he wrote a book about uh murder in egypt a novel and we found out his grandfather was on the staff at penn and actually was an egyptologist and died before steve was born and steve did some research just to go back and try and discover his roots you know if you get a chance uh you know i'll bring you one of his books i have an extra one if oh you wow one that now. sounds i don't know if i'll get one for john and jim though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but what about jim too yeah yeah what about well, jim, jim too right, don't, worry about, one, don't yeah. worry about jim too <laughs> and and <laughs> nobody after, else does uh, if you give me an audio book i'll listen to it and then if and, i think of it i'll pass it to jim and, and by the way jim one when when you're ready to change from cheesesteaks to like vegetables, okay, <laughs> Casey's system will get you through it. Oh, nice. that's great. Yeah, oh, yeah, because it's process. a 90-day change. Yeah, yeah, it's a 90-day well, yeah. change. And well, so the Friends Connection event was held at the uh, high at the top of Bell- Bellevue, and it's all about reconnecting with people mm-hmm. that you haven't seen in a while and meeting new friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had that hit home for me. I, I saw a neighbor of mine still gets around, does well sitting on his step, and I was thinking to myself, wow, he's on his step all the time. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to have a resource like the Friends Connection that he can go meet new people? Maybe he can call his old college buddies up and have them, you know, join in on the Friends Connection. Yeah, you know, all it takes is you either have to be doing something exciting or you have to be interested in learning something exciting. It doesn't matter which end you're on. Right. And next year, we've got three trips coming up. One that is here, I'm going to let you uh, actually announce this next week after we're gone from here. Okay, okay? great. But, we will. But basically, we're starting in Greece and ending up in Venice. Lots of food there. No cheese sticks, you <laughs> say. And, and oh, then work something out. They have bread. They have meat. Exactly. Well, Tony Luke's, you just bring it along. Yeah, that's Absolutely. right. You can just bring the frozen Tony Luke's. And we're going to do a trip to Costa Rica, and we're going to go play with sea turtles. That, you know, if you looked at them, you'd think they're going to eat you. But, yeah. Uh, but they're pretty docile. And pandas. Have you ever seen baby pandas? Up close no. and personal. Could you imagine? Up close yeah, and personal. You know, it's horrible. And, uh, and they're funny. Has a and, <laughs> sleeping wear. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But I'm just saying, it's they can get all this information at theluckiestguyintheworld.com and where else? Would you say that once more? The, <laughs> www.theluckiestguyintheworld.com. Yes, yeah, so yeah. you don't even need the www. Okay, well, anymore. I just. You, don't, you just get there. There's a somehow. lot of novices with the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, we don't have cheesesteaks on there. Okay. Yeah. But they can find out how to connect with the Friends Connection. Yeah, yeah. and we will have another event like we had uh, early next year. We haven't said it yet because we haven't had a chance to poll people. And uh, this was just 
day before yesterday. Yeah. Right. And so this is news, breaking news. Yeah. That's great. It and was our inaugural event, so we need to sit back and say, okay, 90 days, what worked, what didn't work? Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me tell you something, right? Uh, uh, how many people listening have a parent? Maybe they had a deceased husband mm-hmm. or a wife mm-hmm. sitting at home all day, mm-hmm. needs some kind of stimulation in their life. Mm-hmm. The luckiest guy in the world.com. And let's get them involved in Friends Connection and they'll meet new people. Yeah. yeah. And you know, this happens to us in life. You know, a couple becomes a single. Yeah. Okay. Happens all the time. And a lot of times, the one that's left is just kind of ostracized. You know, it's, uh, it's all the couples that they used to be with just kind of stay away from them. They don't know how to treat it. So here's a place where you can always find friends. You can always hang out with people. And the ventures that we have are designed so that you're not forced to hang out with people. You know, you show up, there's group sessions, you can pair off with people you like, you can go hide in your room if you want to do that, too. And uh, (laughs) uh, it's an experiment that we've been working on for a couple years. It's exciting that we got through the first part, and uh, we need to get you guys on there next and make it more exciting. And I'll tell you right now, I've had emails to the Dining on a Dime at Yahoo.com account saying, hey, look, my mother, my father died five years ago. Mm -hmm. This would be great for my mother to get involved. You know, stuff like that. Not even that. There's a lot of single people all their life in their right. 70s. Right. They've just been single all their life. Now they're just sitting at home watching TV. If you have a neighbor that is in that situation, get them involved. With, well, uh, I think that's kid. why you need to have Casey talking about the 90-day step program. Yeah. Because, you know, you hear these stories about your, you know, the, the diver and the guy that was, <laughs> went to college with Bill Clinton. Well, it's too late for me to go back to college and go, <laughs> go to school with Bill Clinton and get in, you know. But I can sit and start changing a few habits every right, day. Right. Yeah, you know, I think sometimes we get caught up in, in these great people doing great things, but it seems that that makes it even more intimidating, I think, just to some people. The guy that's been sitting on his porch his whole life hears about the guy playing with pandas. Well, he's like, Well, you know, what's well, I'm, I'm a porch sitter well, and he's I a panda player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll never be able to do that. I can't do that. Well, you don't have to do that though. All but you I'm have saying to do is want to learn. Right, but I think that's why we I, I I would like to hear more about what Casey yeah, ahead, and like, the average person the so that the average person says you know what the first step to get to pandas is taking that first step. yeah let's dig right. into the, the ninety day five plan. I've been fired Casey <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> no <laughs> no let's talk about the ninety well, day plan that I mean, help people we you did know. it sort of as a workshop at the, at the event and uh, so we had people fill out worksheets and um, as always there was the noisy kids in the back yeah so I picked on them and made them stand up and. Uh, but uh, the first question is, what's working in your life? What's not working? You know, the things that you want to keep, keep. you know, put them in one pl- column, the th- stuff you'd like to change, put in the other column. And then the next thing is, okay, um, for the things that you would like to change, what are the obstacles uh, that you see? And um, so you write down all the obstacles that you think are going to keep you from getting to where you want to go. And then you sit down and you say, okay, well, now what do I have to do to get past them? And um, and then, you know, we build from there. Right. Let's talk about the theme of breaking the rules, because breaking the rules is about transition. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that. Mm-hmm. The, but that whole TV show. Well, we hate to be predictable, <laughs> you know, and especially at home. Okay. <laughs> but but I think, again, uh, you know, we're we're all forced into all of these rules when we're born. You know, uh, we have our teachers telling us what we're supposed to do. We're telling, we've got our parents telling us what we're supposed to do. We have our religious organizations telling us what uh, what we're supposed to do. And, you know, a lot of that is fine, and a lot it keeps order, and it's a good thing. Um, but the other thing is I think there's a time period where you have to sit back and say, well, what are my rules, and what are the ones that were there for somebody else? And all of a sudden, when you start filtering into what your rules are, and start being who you are, you're happier. Right. Maybe yeah. other people are annoyed with you, but you know, especially your mother, right? But but you're happier. And right. and I think that that's one of the things that we don't do because technically we're not allowed to do that. Right. Um, and so you got to break this mold and you just got to start thinking about what's important to me. Uh, I've been fortunate. I've taken a lot of trips all over the world. And every time I go to a place and check it off my bucket list, there are three, four more ones that open up that I want to go to. And I've learned that there really are no limits. It's just a question of figuring out what you want to do. Look at you, Jim. Jim 1 I'm talking about here. Okay? <laughs> uh, you know, you went from 
I don't know what you were doing before cheesesteaks. He was, but, a, he but was you've financial crafted, analyst. You've crafted a whole business. He was doing time before he was doing cheesesteaks. <laughs> <laughs> we know that right. He still has the bracelet let's on. Not, yeah, let's not <laughs> dig too deep into what I was doing before I got here. But speaking but, of rule breaking. But, <laughs> that's the, but that's the point. But see, but I also, you know, talk about teachers and what's been put into your brain, mm-hmm. you know. I, I know I was born to do more because I'm just so damn handsome. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but there's, but a it's face the, for it's, radio. It's, it's, <laughs> yes. Hey, but, but hey, used to tell me. <laughs> Let's go back to Ray. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's it's, what it's, the it's, whole it's, thing's it's about. It's getting the person right, but it's getting the person. But I think sometimes we all want to get to that, you know. But the person that's that has, you know, the person that dreams about just talking to their neighbor. They hear about going to, on a trip to to Greece or pandas, or they hear that, and they're like, "I'm afraid to get off my porch." Right. Mm-hmm. So that's you know, why so the ninety to, to get into that person there and saying, "Look, let's forget about that. Let's put that, you know, down here. I mean, the the far view. Let's and raise, you know, Ray, you you know, you and your your book and your TV, you know, talk about the individual steps to get there. So yeah, you know, so for people that are listening, you know, the pandas and the trip that's down the road. Right. You know it. You know, Ray's you got you go step, yeah. Ray goes step by step, one little step after another little step, and the next thing you know, you're doing something more than you were before. Right. Exactly, and it's contagious. And then you meet people who are doing these things. You know, Steve didn't write his book until he was in the seventies. Wow, he's an engineer. Imagine. I'm sure it's an exciting book then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got its moments. <laughs> that's going to be a new sleep sound machine. <laughs> but Ocean, noise, rainwater, Steve's book. Right. <laughs> the, it's the luckiest guy in the world. I know everyone knows a friend. They know a neighbor. They have a parent who you're like, they got to get out of the house. They got to meet people. Yeah. Uh, and go to the luckiest guy in the world. Uh, Ray, what about your other stuff you have going on? You have a lot of stuff going on. Well, the I, books. Uh, yeah, we have. Uh, we've actually written seven books. Casey and I wrote most of them together. Right. Okay. Because she's the writer. I get the idea, and <laughs> yeah. that's how you do things. By the way, you you know you don't try and do stuff yourself. You get an idea, and you let somebody do it for you. Right. See, that's what I've been saying literally my entire <laughs> life. I'm going to let you talk to my wife because she'll always come up with an idea. I'll be like, no, that's all you. Well, let me <laughs> let me tell. Let me, I got an intern. Let me <laughs> let me tell you a quick story. So I used to work every Saturday. I used to work every Saturday, and I used to go to this Only coaching Saturday. group uh, in Chicago every three months, and I used to tell them what, they're spo- what I've been doing. They said, you know, you're not working on Saturday because you have work. You're working because you don't want to go home and do the stuff around the house that your <laughs> wife wants you to do. And, and you know it's true, and as soon as I hired somebody to do those things around the house— Guess what? I didn't have to work Saturdays anymore. <laughs> Suddenly my Saturdays were freed up. Thanks, lawn guy. Why do you think I work 10 jobs? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we're all talking yeah. about. Everybody has a neighbor. Everybody has a parent. Everybody has a friend who just needs to meet more people, and the luckiest guy in the world can uh, show you. Yeah, and and if you come to our website, you'll get information about these three things. We've had these three trips coming up. And you pick what you want. You've got this course that Casey made easy and simple. How to take that little step by step. And it's free. Wow. It's free. Because they usually charge for that. And that's less. Intern, write that down. (laughs) That's less than the dime you guys are charging. Right, right. (laughs) So so I think you're right, Jim. And I think that's something that I fail to tell people. I I know your halo is up there. (laughs) I was right. I'm out of here. (laughs) But but you're absolutely right. It's, It's a starting place. And sometimes just... Come on and hang out and, uh, you know, feel your way through these things because right. you don't have to be intimidated. It's, right. the, the whole goal in life is there's no reason why you shouldn't be living the way you want to live. Exactly. Right. And my point to that is that, I mean, Ray is a traveler. He loves to travel. He can't wait to go to the next new place. A lot of people don't want to travel, and that's okay. Right. You know, like I'm perfectly happy to stay home. Right. I've traveled, but I don't need to travel. So don't think that uh, that you have to do that. Right. And the luckiestguyintheworld.com is going to give you the 90-day program. Yep. yep. So if you have a neighbor, hey, go to the luckiestguyintheworld.com, and that will give them motivation and we'll to get create, started. And we'll create events. And, and, you know, maybe we ought to create some events locally. Maybe we ought to just go out and experience cheesesteak. Yeah, why not? Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? It's one of the things I put. It's one of the categories I have for my best, uh, best of was uh, day trip. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, who, who, you know, some people don't, you know, you don't you have had to. had the bald eagles you were talking about. The bald eagles, yeah, the 
bald, you know, bald eagle feeding, a, a winter bald eagle feeding grounds right off of Route One, an hour from the city. Mm. I mean, it's got to be freezing cold. But whether you know, in the yeah. middle of winter when everybody's the days are shorter, it's cold. No one wants yeah. to do anything. It gives you something new to do. You it's, know what I mean? And and it's free. And it's free. free. And free. And right. steaks to bald eagles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't get caught doing that. That might be a crime. Uh, you also had a very hugely successful author on your TV show just the other day, uh, Kevin Wilson. We did. And we will be... I don't oh. remember him. <laughs> Most people don't. That's okay. <laughs> but we will be super duper promoting Ray's show on Tuesday. I was with Ray and Casey uh, half hour talking about nothing about my book. And Dining on a Dime. And we had a great time. If you go to all Dining on a Dime social media platforms, at Dining on a Dime 1 on Twitter, uh, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Dining on a Dime 1 forward slash, you will see that video. I will be posting it on all uh, my social media. Ray, the show Breaking the Rules is fantastic. It teaches people about transition. Ray said to me on the show, he said, Kevin, you were a retail manager. How did that become a blogger? How did that become an author? And it just teaches people how you can transition in life. Jim Pappas, financial advisor. Uber driver, cheesesteak guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a downward arc, though, man. You used to have a real job. <laughs> no, the truth is life has become... I don't want to say overly complicated, but things aren't as simple as they used to be. Like you were referencing earlier, everybody was sort of in a lane, mm -hmm. whether you had social structures, they came from uh, religious institutions, whatever. You, you know, you sort of, you're born, you lived, you died. That was kind of, you know, people did it within the same 50 or 100 miles, uh, same job. You know, I worked for SEPTA every day. I worked for whatever every day. And that was it. And life just isn't like that anymore. And I think for some of us, we look before we leap. We jump in with both feet. It's no problems. For the people that don't, this is exactly what exactly. they need. This is for the people. Maybe they're more cautious. Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, I've made a hundred professional mistakes in my life. This is just the latest one. <laughs> um, but, uh, not everyone is willing to just, you know, like roll the dice and, gee, I hope that works out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, the, the word life coach gets used too much, right? right. And it's not overwhelmingly. But in this case, some bit of life change coaching is applicable. Right. And this is probably the best method we've seen or the, heard or come across. Yeah, right? the luckiest guy in the world.com. And people are saying, Kevin, what? It's a food show. And, and just, just so everyone knows, Ray has been in. This the is food for thought. <laughs> <laughs> but, but listen, everybody, just so everyone knows, Ray has been in the top five most downloaded shows since his last appearance consistently on iTunes. Cool. Ahead, Ray. All right. So, uh, you know, your comment, John, is really, really critical for another reason. We're More living a mine. long time. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm going to tell the story again. I told it last okay. time, but but I'm a swimmer, and uh, I went down to our national championships a couple years ago. And afterwards, I'm walking along, talking to people, and I met this guy, and he's carrying six medals with him. Five of them <laughs> gold, five of them gold, one silver, and he won them in the 100 to 104 age group. Check <laughs> about that. And his events, John, the, you're going to you're going to suffer for this one. His <laughs> events were the shot put. The discus, the hammer throw, the javelin. That's beautiful. I don't even know if I got to lift the javelin. <laughs> level the I, I couldn't. Bless. And at 103, he yeah. lost one of his events to a crummy 101-year-old. So there's more than There's always a punk right. kid coming uh, up by. That's true. <laughs> yeah, now, there's now, mine right there. <laughs> now, you guys don't have to worry because you're eating too many cheesesteaks. Uh, 101? But, I don't know if I'll see 61. <laughs> but, you know, if, the night. if you think about that, and people retire at 65, and, you know, what are you going to do? with all this time and you can waste it uh, or you can try to do something and that's part of what we encourage people to do and and if if and going back to Jim one over here Jim you're you're outstanding and we're going to put you for a chief marketing officer yes. for company <laughs> because it's one step at a time and and you just learn you know once a quarter all you got to do is spend a half an hour once a quarter right. and, and all these things come together and ray has been in the top five most downloaded shows on itunes since he was on his uh, our last show so ray i want to thank you, you for helping us change his name to Brad. <laughs> are you ready to now we want to thank you the luckiest guy in the world.com there are several people who need that website uh, yes. i mean I, I everybody needs that website yeah. we're all programmed no, we're yeah, all but there's programmed. people that needed to hear this too you know how that's like on twitter right now i don't know who needs to hear this but dot 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 right. Yeah, that's exactly this whole segment. I don't know who needed to hear this, but I guarantee you, 
Somebody did. And, and yeah. yeah, because the last time Red was on, people do. We're all programmed. We're all programmed to. If, if you if you look at your behaviors, if you take a serious <laughs> look at what you do on a daily basis or why you do things, it's because like you were programmed as a yeah. as a kid or yeah. you were mm-hmm. you know. That's and, what Casey mentioned, yeah. and, and yeah. too about you know breaking the rules, breaking the routine a little bit. But right. Food truck people I have come in all the time. Like oh, and when I first started doing these, it was people in their 30s. Now I've got people in their 60s. Yeah. The reason they're opening a food truck is they wanted to cook in their 20s and 30s, but they were told no. So yeah. they became teachers or engineers or exactly. whatever, and now they're retired. Yeah. And so now they're like, now I get to do what I want. And they're really starting to live yeah. you know, the way yeah. they want to live. And like I told you, Ray was on last time and uh, top five on iTunes since, he's, uh, since he was on. Well, this top five is nuts. We're going to be number one. You were number one for Jim a couple and weeks. Are, Jim and I are going to have a contest. Okay. Exactly. Now, thank you, Ray, the luckiest guy in the world.com. Thank you. have you. a friend, your relative, whatever. You get them involved in that. Today's show, my... Uh, friends, is about East Pashunk Avenue. Uh, East Pashunk Avenue has been voted the top 10 foodie uh, walkway in America. Wow. Okay. And uh, that was done by Food and Wine Magazine today. Daily Meal had them up for something like that, too. Like best walk, best food walk in America or something like that. And we have a a travel. I was on the show last time. (laughs) I was here, too. (laughs) Yeah, Mama Maria was on the show. Ray was on. Mama Maria's Ristorante Italiano. Uh, one of the iconic spots on East Pashunk Avenue. M- Mama Maria trying to pick a meal that she was going to cook for me was the highlight of that show <laughs> and the reason for most of those things. I'm just putting, but, it, but, out. Just putting so, it out. Just putting it out there. Just but, putting it out there, maybe food for thought. But uh, right now we're going to give you a deep analysis of East Pashunk Avenue. It is 20 minutes before the end of the podcast, so the last 20 minutes will be nothing but pertinent information about East Pashunk Avenue so our foodie people can uh, No, we're going to keep screwing around with the gyms. I don't care what the foodie I, I, people I, want. What we're going to do is we're going to do three. I'm each. breaking the rules. That's what Casey suggested. As you could, can <laughs> Casey, you actually, you know what? Because, of, because I'm so confident in myself in J1 versus J2, <laughs> that makes one I'll of allow Casey to coach J2. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Man of 2001 jobs. <laughs> great, great. All right, let's get down. I've always wanted to be a painter. Kay, get him down to 905. <laughs> let's, get, let's, let's, get, let's get down to business. We're each going to do three. I'm going to do three. Jim Hess is going to do three, and then we'll get John's three. Uh, my three picks, my favorite three spots. Are these three that Jim has worked out personally? Yeah. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. My favorite spot is Stogie Joe's. That's at uh, 1801 East Passionate Avenue. He has a homemade meatball sandwich that is out of this world. It is one of the best homemade meatball sandwiches. Plus, people love his pizza. And I'll throw the layup in here, too. I was on uh, Small Bites with when Sonny was in. We talked yeah. about his crab gravy. I don't. There's not too many things that are more authentically Philly yeah. than his South uh, his crab gravy. Right. Uh, you know, just get it. I, I, you know, thank us later. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. And uh, my second favorite on the East Pass Junk area is Red Crest Fried Chicken. That is at 1525 South 11th Street. Now, Ray, let me tell you, there are these bloggers and there are these media people loving a certain chicken place on the other side of the city. I went there and I was like, that's not that great. It was nothing impressive. I went to Red Crest two days later and I was like, wow, the fried chicken blew me away. Red Crest is legit. Adam Volk is the man. Oh, Adam Volk is the man. Tell him he's the man next time you see him, Jim. And uh, actually, I have a better idea, Adam Volk. Why don't you come in and tell us you're the man? Yeah, with a with, 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 with a with bucket a, of chicken, with a hotel, the bucket, yeah, your hotel pan filled with chicken, <laughs> sir. But and if you're too afraid to come on the podcast, call Casey. She'll walk you through. Casey, <laughs> she'll help you gear up the courage, and then you can come on. <laughs> in. But seriously, though, I tried that one famous spot that everyone's blogging about, and I just thought it was okay. But then I went to Red Crest, and I've had a million chickens, and I it just blew me away. And like Jim Hassan, the expert in that field, said, it's the real. Kev, honestly, though, how many times have we had that? We've had people tell us we have to go somewhere. Yeah. And everybody piles on. Yeah. And then one of us or both of us go over there and we're like, Not so great. "Eh, We wish you luck. You know, it's great, but, you know. And my third pick, and I have to give these guys a shout out because I put them on my, I used to do ESPN. This show was ESPN Radio Mm. seven minutes a week before I became the podcast. I just think it's old school Italian. I like Maris. Maris. Okay. I like Mara's old school Italian. Uh, you know, they got a lot of celebrities that go in there. 
That's at 1734 East Pasco. Yeah, that's not like a layup. Barrett's yeah. is like a serious, you know. I- iconic. It's been there for years. Yeah, yeah. And when I put them on the radio segment, it was fascinating to me how it's all family. His father was in that restaurant with his grandfather when he was five. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's been tra- uh, around for years. Well, it's mm-hmm. another common thread we get too, right? Yeah. We talk to a lot of these people and Kevin, and then Kevin will ask a question. He'll be like, oh, my uncle did that. It was my aunt's thing. Yeah. And, then, and, and, and now my son or daughter runs this. Yeah. And we're just kind of nodding like, yep. yep. More, and yep. Then, more potential customer for Casey. And John, <laughs> they're, they're in there dying. They, they, they cry on their way to work every day. More meatballs. But, they hear meatball and they shake. But John's <laughs> going to be the cleanup hitter. So Jim Hassan, you go next. Your three favorites. Your three favorite places you worked on in East Passion <laughs> Avenue, sir. I want to start talking about the elephant in the room uh, about East Passion and also to cater to the people who are a little bit frugal. Parking. Everybody parks at the Acme. Where you're not really supposed to. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, Lou, Acme hopefully Lou Blum isn't listening right now. But, um, I know, right? <laughs> Thanks, Jim, uh, too. I feel like the luckiest man in the world because I used to work at Acme, so I stick my old Acme red <laughs> polo shirt and my lanyard in the back of the car. My I lanyard! <laughs> yeah, I love the talk, word lanyard. Talk about breaking the rules. <laughs> oh breaking the rules, luckiest man in the world. Jim's a 100 second job is renting out his lanyard from Acme. I know. I just I stand there holding it. What I'm do they call with. that in the spy industry? He's a cobbler. He makes IDs for people and stuff. Get, get it, so, um, uh, I think one of the most unique eating experiences in the city is Stargazy, um, okay. Sam Jacobson spot. It's a it's a British pie shop. Pies. Um, you can get savory pies, sweet pies. Um, it just it's it's outstanding, and he does a great job there. Um, I'm sure other people have mentioned it. Mike's Barbecue is probably the best yeah. barbecue in the We've city. We've mentioned that. We've mentioned that 100 times. Mike Strauss, I haven't met him at all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I really like, uh, as far as pizza, Bira. There's a place. Uh, uh, B-I-R-R-A. B-I-R-R-A. Yeah, B-I-R-R-A. It's an Italian yeah. uh, um, pizza place, and the beer is very good, and the pizza is excellent, too. So I guess those would be my picks. Now, don't forget, Jim Hassan is our resident cook <laughs> guy. guy. Oh, cook guy, yeah. He's been in the business. <laughs> yeah, Ray, he does. He has like five different jobs. He's been in the cooking business. And in fact, I lo- what I love about Jim is I've been tweeting these people, the owners, you know, and all that. And nobody cared until Jim <laughs> got on the show, and they're like, "Oh, Jim, we heard you." <laughs> Big Jim. Does but, he sign it, Jim Two? Yeah, Jim Big Two. That's his new name. Or, or John, it's, it's Jim Dos, you know, because he likes to be around. <laughs> John, can I give two before John goes? Yeah, go ahead. I uh, I was driving last night in uh, Philly, and I Googled Sorry. Mike's. <laughs> yeah, yes, thank you. It was. <laughs> um, and I and I Googled Mike's barbecue to go over to get some dinner. And uh, yeah, he sold out. Oh yeah, they're so going to sell out. You know, I tell people this all the time, man. You've got to follow Mike on social media because he throws that sold up sign out, and when that sign goes up, That's he's it. not kidding. And right, he sells out every day. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go unless you're barbecue. stopping in for like an iced tea, yeah. he is sold. So you gotta out. get, the, gotta I'm, get there early. I'm gonna go on Yelp and give him a one. For <laughs> the uh, Royal Tavern. Oh That's yeah, that's passing out great. Uh, stopped in there for lunch to get a cheesesteak. I called and asked if they had cheese sticks, and they, they laughed and said yes. So I went over. I found <laughs> a great parking spot right in front of it. So I, I went in, and uh, they apparently were laughing because it's vegan. Oh. <laughs> Gee! Uh-oh. But, uh, no amount of KC can make me go into a vegan place. I'm sorry. The, uh, so Yikes. I started to leave, but then I remember I had a great parking spot. So, <laughs> I, so And it, they, it, it is a bar, and it has a very cool bar back. Great. A couple of people in there during the lunchtime. And so I went in, and you know what? It was a darn tasty sandwich. Oh, good. And it turned out the guy next to me just moved out to my old hometown, so we sat and chatted. So it turned out to be a great little time at uh, oh, Royal Tavern. It's, it's one of the best yeah. burgers in the city. There. Yeah, it is. I, that's, and I don't like the the greatest book in the world, the uh, Royal Tavern. Uh, <laughs> John Cole, I want you to give us like your overall view on East Passion, plus give us your restaurant. Overall, I would say the accolades are right. Sometimes accolades are a little bit of hype. Yeah. Like cheesesteak greatness, but a, <laughs> no, seriously, a lot of these accolades are high. Uh, accolades are hype, like this neighborhood, that neighborhood. Uh, East Pasyonk has made its bones. I can't think of a stretch of a city anywhere uh, that has that many good restaurants in like what three, four, five blocks. Yeah. I mean, just it's got like you, Laurel, which is the best restaurant in the city. That's what I was going to say. Like Pat's and Gino's at the other end. Of always, uh, Laurel's always the top. Yeah, you start like cheesesteak legends at the end of the street, and then you go up to. A guy that, you know, Jim Two knows a little bit about, you know, um, Nicholas Elmy and Laurel. Uh, 
you know, people are still on waiting lists from when he won Top Chef like four years ago. Um, I think he's passing on. If someone has a day to go to Philadelphia and, you know, like on a food trip. Just have Jim Wan drop you off somewhere in East Pass. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and just walk. And just walk. And, you know, there's everything from, like we mentioned, Sogi Joe's. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure, I've probably been in that place about 20 times. Wow. Um, I'm glad you mentioned them because I'm in there all the time. Uh, I tend to get one thing, which is the crab gravy. It's really good. Um, we've obviously mentioned Laurel. I'm going to mention a couple places that the average person doesn't always talk about good that's what we want and one of them now keep in mind foodies talk about this place but from what i've understood roughly about half the people that listen to the show do not consider themselves super hardcore well-versed right. foodies they're more like food fans exactly and that's nord i think nord has one of the most unique eating dining experiences in the city you look at what they're offering you look at what they're doing you look at their location um I've only had that location, that experience twice in my life within a driving distance. One is at Nord, and one is, I feel so bad, I can't remember the name of the restaurant. It's in the W Hotel in Hoboken, New Jersey. Okay. Um, they have another sort of Norwegian, Scandinavian type place, you know, a lot of pickled fish and the kinds of things where people are like, oh, I didn't even think about that. And then you see the world-class plating. You know, maybe someone's like, ooh, pickled herring, no thanks. And then they see the plate come out. Um, I was at Nord, and I had literally, uh, I guess it's butter cheese, it's a slab of black bread, and it was like some pickled herring. And you would think, well, what's the big deal about that? It was like one of the best things I ever ate in the city, like wow. ever. And it came out, and our dining on a dime tip, I think it was like 11 bucks. Wow. Because I was, you know, it was like the opening hour or something, it was like 11 bucks, and I'm thinking to myself... Where do you get that kind of experience? You just don't. Right. Philly is very Asian heavy, right. very uh, becoming barbecue heavy now, which is really good. Always very Italian heavy, uh, which will lead me into my Italian pick, which, so, I mean, I guess technically Stogie Joe's is Italian, although they really probably think of themselves more as Philly right. than Italian. A place, I've mentioned it maybe once before on the show. Uh, I mentioned it a couple of years ago when I was on another radio show. The host and I, her and I went down there and ate. Uh, Mr. Martino's Trattoria. Yeah, I just love that place. It's, it, a, it's a husband and wife. And it's a husband just, and wife place. It used to be like a hardware store. Yeah. <laughs> it's got like tin roofs. You know what I mean? It's the right. kind of thing where you'd be like, this is a restaurant? Yeah. They're open, I think, three days a week. I think they're open like Friday, Saturday, And it's Sunday. just a husband and wife. They're um, cozy. They really know? don't want... They don't discourage you, but they're not impressed when you're taking pictures of their food with right. your phone. They don't have Wi-Fi. They don't take credit cards. It's old world in that whatever they made that day... Yep. It's very sort of like Casa style. Yep. Whatever we made at 2, 3 o'clock is what you're going to eat at 4, 5 o'clock. Yeah. Huh? No, no credit cards. Just you know, pay us with cash. You got to get cash. And uh, you know, they don't care about Yelp reviews, you know, Yelp Elite. They could care less. They don't their, care. Their favorite customer is the person that comes in, right. sits down, eats, and says, oh, wow, I enjoyed the meal. Thank you. Maybe you come back again some other time. That's the entire measure of their business model. Absolutely. And in this day and age where everybody's got to have a million social media, Media accounts. Restaurants are now looking into YouTube pages, and every restaurant for a guy like Jim too, he knows the drama of a kitchen. Yeah, um, and every kitchen he's worked in could have been a reality show. Yeah, every restaurant I ever consulted for, every diner I ever worked in when I was younger, every food truck I've helped out. Yeah, it could easily be a reality show. I was I always wondered why there weren't more because there's like ten thousand doctor shows, ten thousand yeah. yeah. shows, yeah. police shows. There's not like there isn't really any like restaurant shows and it would be so good. Like other than It's a Living with like Ann and Jill. <laughs> no, they, but, I mean, you know what? The truth what is, happened after that? They tried a restaurant show. I remember NBC tried well, like, a restaurant show did one. with um oh god, uh Rocco Despirito. I remember that. And, they, yeah. and basically they were showing Rocco and his business partner I opening a restaurant that, in yeah. New York. And people were just, they were horrified at what they saw. Yeah. They had to reboot that show into like a Bobby Flay, I'm giving you a restaurant thing. Yeah. <laughs> because it was, it, people were, the average person works their job, comes home, like uh, you guys were talking about earlier, uh, Casey and Ray were talking about programming. Right. People are programmed, I get up, I shower and shave, I go to my job, I come back. I throw on my pajamas, I watch TV for an hour, I go to bed. I think that the restaurant life was too much culture shock for them. Right. People who sleep till noon, work till dawn, 
um, don't have that traditional nine to five life. Here's my mm-hmm. spouse. Here's my kids. Tons of people in the restaurant industry. That's not them. Right. You know, these are people that have personal problems. They've had issues in the past. Their life hasn't been real smooth. Part of the reason why they're in the kitchen is because mm, the boardroom, the classroom, not right for them. Yeah. I, can I move away from the way, the way, you're, just, the way you're describing it? Yeah, it's like, I'm gonna no, a, I don't want to be on me. Well, yeah, when I go to a restaurant, I want to enjoy it. I want to eat the food. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want drama. Exactly. Yeah, you don't. Exactly. And I think that's why these shows. Uh, nobody wants to tune into that. Yeah, sure, there's a little excitement in cooking competitions. Oh, who's going to win? Is the lasagna better than the chow mein? We'll find out when we come back from the commercial. <laughs> right. But that's not the drama that I'm talking about. Right. Uh, there's a lot of drama in kitchens that sort of... The successful places turn that drama into passion and energy, and it goes from the kitchen straight out through the front door to the street. And that's where you get places like Stogie Joe's, Right. Where everybody goes and it's a party. Yeah. Every night. Day. You, what was your key line in your book here? What's that? It's about food cooked with love. Your food that is cooked with love doesn't matter what kind of money you have in your pocket. No. As long as the food is cooked with love. So that's kind of like Mr. Martino's. His family. Yeah, Mr. Martino's is one of those places yeah. exactly right. You know, right. The, you know, they'll have a lot of times they'll just have fresh paparadell yeah. with some garlic and olive oil. Ooh. And I can't mm. think of anything. I mean, it's such it's honest, simple food. Yeah. It's not $37. I've been to celebrity restaurants in New York City, and it's frightening. You know, like like gnocchi is thirty seven dollars yeah. because some TV chef decided to open a restaurant in a train station by Wall Street. That's true, and not realize he was going to be sued into non existence <laughs> a few years later. <laughs> um, thirty seven dollars for gnocchi. Now, right. people who know how to cook know, like, what are we talking about? Potatoes or and uh, and if people are looking for a dining on a dime tip on East Passion, maybe you don't want to sit down and you know go to an Italian restaurant. Uh, Isabella's Pizza is on East Pass Young. Uh, I didn't even write it down. Did I? I think isn't that another place where they do the green pizza? They yeah, do like and, the, the the pesto pie or whatever. I had a salad. I know it sounds it's not glamorous, but I had a salad and I was like, wow, was this it is a, a steak salad? salad? <laughs> yeah. And, and then I went. I asked John when on one of our first shows. I said, do you eat salad? He goes, yeah, potato salad, macaroni salad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the, if you're on a budget, that's a nice place. They do good sandwiches. They do good pizza. So, you know, and that's it's on Isabella's Pizza. That's what that would be my dining on a dime tip. Exciting news for our listeners. Our show has been selected out of two million, three million shows. Uh, we are going to participate in Podfest. We are selected to do it. Podfest is a community of hundreds of people that can go to a bar all over the city and watch a podcast live. So basically, we're going to be at the Tattooed Mom July 28th. And we are going to be in front of hundreds of people doing this show. And uh, we're all going to do a little part in that show. I want to have a cooking demonstrations. Need, need to get bathing suit ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And stuff like that. So, John, in closing. Summer is going to get whatever body I give it again. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Summer. Can Casey do a special class just for, right, uh, yeah. we're gonna for, be for <laughs> food people? There's going to be hundreds <laughs> of people. Three, three to Once four again, no amount of Casey is going to get butter this body summer ready in two weeks. <laughs> July 28th, we'll be at the Tattooed Mom, 4.30 p.m. We're going to do a live show. We were selected amongst a lot of podcasts to do it. Uh, let's get back to this show. John, in closing, what is your uh, thoughts on Passion, East Passion? Uh, like I said before, there is a lot of hype right now in the restaurant business in general. Uh, kids 22, 23, they come out of college and suddenly they think they should work for a year, have a restaurant. They don't want to listen. Um, East Passion is one of the very rare examples that the hype is is legitimate. Believe the hype. Okay. A lot of times we'll eat at places and, oh, Bobby Flay's got a burger place. That's great. Bobby Flay's got $30 million. I don't think he's worried. <laughs> you know, I don't you think don't that, need your burger. That $30 million didn't come from sticking potato chips on a Bubba Burger. Trust right, me, yeah. it did not. Um, <laughs> but this is hype that you can believe. There's an organization somewhere. You can find them on social media. East Paz Young. Yeah, it's a food it, tour. It's a food tour. A friend of mine tour, took it. And you can sort of... Uh, yeah, so just on, Google it. Our friend Small Bites on another show that 
that we've both been on before, they kind of had an East Paz Young, uh, the food tour rep came yeah. on, and he was talking about all the cool stuff that they do. And they love um, it. And they love it. There's nobody who is like, oh, that wasn't worth and it. And I'll tell you what, if you want to experience East Paz Young Avenue, that's what I would Google. Google the food tour, because mm. that's the best way to do it. Also, go to Punk Burger instead of Bobby Yeah, Punk Flay. Burger, yeah. <laughs> punk Burger. Oh, punk yeah. That, you know, when I make reference to something like a Bobby Flay Burger, let me be clear, it's not necessarily meant in a positive light. Right. Um, yeah, the punk burger by foot. Just we, me, like, no, no, you're right. We could name eight places in a minute that we would go for burgers yeah, before we'd before go to Bobby's, Bobby's potato Play. chip burger bar, whatever the heck it is. Okay, guys, we, we're so happy you all joined us. We want to thank our special guests, uh, Ray Lowe. Thank you. It's been fun. Oh, thanks so much for coming in, especially on a Sunday. I know you guys are super busy. Thank you so much. The Thank lucky, you. The luckiest we, guy in the world.com. We wouldn't miss this for anything. Uh, you yeah, guys have fun. so much fun. It's incredible. <laughs> but the luckiest guy in the world.com. We had said it a hundred times on this show. We'll say it again. Uh, you have a friend, neighbor, relative, could use the meet friends. Go to Ray's website, the luckiest guy in the world.com. Special thanks, Jim Hassan. Grill Master, Grubhouse Philly. Jim will be playing a major role in Jim Number Two. He said the next thing he's grilling up is Jim Number One. <laughs> Jim will play a major role at Podfest July 28th. Jim uh, Pappas is the biggest star in the room. Jim Pappas, thank you for coming. Philly. He will too, because we'll have him drive us over to the Podfest, right? Absolutely. All the tippers get right. <laughs> Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure .com. Don't forget about our social media tags. J underscore Cole is one of the. On COHL. Yep, COHL. You can find me at J. Cole on uh, Instagram, where I'll usually be just making comments under Jim's stuff. His Twitter following is hysterical. you got to follow J underscore Cole It's an eclectic mix of stuff. I'll put it that way. You had me, you had me cracking up earlier. TheLuckiestGuyInTheWorld.com. Thank you again, Ray. Thank you, KC. Thanks, Kevin. And it was a pleasure. Everybody out there, stay hungry. I say this every week, but I mean it. Stay hungry. And as Ray and KC are talking about, stay hungry then more for more than food. Right. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a great week. To uh, view hundreds of restaurant reviews and photos from Philadelphia restaurants, and to get more information about the Dining on a Dime podcast, Go to www.phillyrestaurantreviews.com.